Let's visit the 90s all over again. Put on those hammer pants. This is Dope Nostalgia. Happy New Year to you guys. It is 2022, 2022 finally, and welcome to Dope Nostalgia. I'm your host, Naomi. We've got a few different things going on on the podcast, a little bit of mix of stuff for you today. Um, the first being my interview with Romy Snoyers. She was a member of Two Unlimited for a while, and she's also a really popular voiceover actress. So she'll be joining me on the show later. Plus, our good friend James P. White is going to be doing another episode of The Long and Short of It with me, where we go over the top 10 billboard tracks of a certain year in the 90s. Before we get to that, here's a little background information on our guest today, Romy Snoyers. Wikipedia moments. Romy Snoyers has been a member of Two Unlimited as well as doing so many of her own projects, including voiceover work, which she's very well known for. You can check out her webpage at voiceoverromy.nl. She's considered the voiceover of Holland, and she has so many tracks on her YouTube that show you some of the work she's done. One of my favorites being some of the video game work that she's done. There's some awesome tracks on YouTube as well. Um, two unlimited tracks featuring Romy, such as Wanna Get Up, uh, there's a track under the name Romy Luma featuring Dimitri and Jamie called Wildest Love. And a, one that's produced by Two Unlimited member Ray Schlinghardt, who's been on the show. The song is called Hungry for Love. So let's take a little time to get to know Romy. Romy, thank you for being on the show. Well, I wanted to tell you about the show. Um, it's called Dope Nostalgia, and we talk to people whose careers were very vibrant in the 90s decade and what you're doing now. So we want to talk, we want to inform all the listeners about what you've been up to. Um, and I want to share, I want to share your work with the Canadian and the North American audience. So oh, that's thank Lovely. you. Thank you for being on the show today. Um, how did you get involved in music in the beginning stages? Thank you for having me, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, um, I, I started singing when I was young, when I was about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And then I started singing classical, but for me it was a bit boring. And then I tried to sing pop music and rock music, all kind of music. Mm-hmm. And um, first I just sang in, in all kind of bands. Um, and, and then I made records and I wrote my own songs. And um, I also worked, uh, I did three years, uh, I joined a group, two limited for three years, mm-hmm. and we toured a lot, we did, we went uh, to, to Taiwan, to China, to Japan, to India, to Dubai, uh, we, we, toured, we toured around the world for three years, mm. but then of course, and every project is coming in, because then uh, you can never do it your whole life, only the superstars can do it for their whole life, but there are only a few superstars like Madonna or, you know, or, or the Rolling Stones that can do it forever, but most most of the people, they can just do it for a few years and then it's done, then the project is done. And so I moved on and I made a record with DJ Tiesto, mm. and uh, that's called Don't Break My Heart, and it's Romy. Don't break my heart. And my name is Romy, so it was uh, it was released. And um, and I also um, I'm still nowadays I'm still singing, mm-hmm. and I'm still um, I'm also my, my work is also on voiceover. So I'm doing all kind of voiceovers nowadays, from uh, projects from *Mia Turtle* or *Frozen*, but also very serious, very serious things like. Uh, business corporate texts, and uh, but also uh, texts from Zia or mm. all kind of things. So every day I'm still recording in studio, and um, and I still love it because I love to work with my voice. And yeah, uh, it's never boring. No, you have such a wide variety of different uh, things that you can do with voice. So that's wonderful how you've adapted and how you've been successful. <laughs> well, thanks. It's it's always it's also for me. It's not work because for me it's just you know I like to play with the voice and um, for me it's just second nature. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think about it. I just do it, and and it also gives me a lot of freedom because if, if I if I'm recording something and it needs to be delivered at the end of the day, it's there at the end of the day, and what I do in between, nobody knows. So if I say let's go for for lunch or I am going to do something with a friend or whatever, nobody knows that as long as as your audio has been delivered at the end of the day. Yeah. So it has a lot of energy as well. Mm-hmm. It's your journalist and also a very uh, profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it allows you that freedom to work at your own pace in some ways, but you still probably have a lot of deadlines that you have to get to, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Deadlines are always there. Mm-hmm. But um, if I if I get a job, I I I always make sure that you know I do very early so that I don't at the end. So I always have it. I'm always done early because mm-hmm. I don't want to to keep the project waiting. <laughs> yeah. Because then I'm getting so. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's very nice to 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 do the work as a singer, but also as a voiceover. Yeah, and yeah, you're being a, a professional, getting it done on time and everything. Um, I noticed that you did voiceover work for one of my very favorite video games, Civilization VI. So oh, I did. Yes, I did. Well, I did Wilhelmina. She was the old queen of Holland. Of course, she died. Wow. Uh, she talks like this. You know, she's very like very um, queenish, uh, and she's old-fashioned. So. Uh, a world like this, the Dutch people. No, I talk like that in the royal, but it's it's very fun to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also do that of of, of uh, animation. Yeah, and then small voices like that. You know, all kind of things. It's just it's just very funny to do that. Yeah. Um, and I also do the five different characters of the. Um, oh, what's the word again? Uh, uh, oh, I lost the word. Wait, I have to think again. Shopkins. Shopkins. Oh, the Shopkins. Shopkins. I do five different ones. Yeah, that's very popular here. Yeah, Shopkins. I do five. Uh, I do Chocolate. Chocolate. No, I do all the different five voices <laughs> in one thing. And it's very cute to do. I go like a boy, you know, and then, and then a different one, and then a different one. So it's it's fun to do that because you can you can just play with the voices and. That is so, so. fun. It would be. I would love to get yeah. d- into that over here. <laughs> who who were your yeah. musical heroes when you were growing up? Who were the bands and the artists that inspired you? Oh, I liked very much Chaka Khan because she and I also met her. And, um, and I shook hands with her and I embraced her because she, she's just, she has such beautiful voice and she's very real because what I don't like so much is the artificial, um, of the, the, the voice that I created and the, and the girls that I created, like group that has been created by a businessman, you mm. know, because that's so artificial. I like people that are just, that make music because they love to make music. Mm-hmm. For example, just an example. For example, Dolly Parton is very authentic because mm-hmm. she is just a self-made woman and she conquered the world. And um, if you look at somebody like Chaka Khan, she's very authentic. And Tina Turner is very authentic. Mm-hmm. And but but also now people like Ed Sheeran is very authentic. He is just very. He can play everything he wants, and he's very. He's just a real musician. Yes. And and he you know he has the music in his blood, mm-hmm. and um, if you look at some bands, there are just beautiful faces and beautiful people created and then put together, and you know, and then they think, oh, that's a nice girl. Oh, she can sing a little bit, but you know, and she can dance very well. So let's do that. But I think the singing is not so much about the dancing. It's about, of course, they need to do the whole show. I understand. I think if a person can sing very well, I mean, you don't see it, Sharon. Dancing, right? No. He, but he can do, no, but he's just a very good performer. He can, he can sing very well. He mm-hmm. can, he 
can play very well. He's just a performer. Yeah. And 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 of course there are people like for example Robbie Williams that can dance and can also sing or just Bieber, the man can dance very well and he can sing also. But mm. it's it's just like I like very much the people that, that are that are musicians from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to do what you're strong at. So maybe you're an amazing singer, but you dance. You can't dance. Well, like like Ed Sheeran, maybe it's best if you just stick to what you're good at. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and that doesn't matter because if if you can sing and dance, great. But if you cannot, I mean, I don't like the the, the pop groups that are created just to be commercial. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and. Feel it. You feel it when somebody sings and it's from the heart, and he's a real singer. And you just know that, for example, Prince. He was a real performer. He could do everything. And he could do everything. He could dance. He could sing. He could write. He could. He could produce. He he made other stars. He could do everything. He mm-hmm. was just a genius. He could do literally. He could do everything. True. But there are not so many people who can do everything. He was really an exception. Most people can just do one thing or two things, and that's already a lot. Mm-hmm. One of your most memorable performances that you did back in those days, like a big event right. or ah, oh, we had so many great ones. Uh, I remember one time we were um, dancing in Japan, and people just fainted in front of the audience. Oh, wow! And they, yeah, they just fainted. You know, and you you only had to say, Ooh, for example, this is a joke, and they already fainted. Mm-hmm. So that's just the hype that has been created because the people never had a, had a conversation with me. That's nothing. It was just the hype and the atmosphere that people see you. And then it's not about me, of course. It's about pe- people, the audience sees a pop star. And because of that idea, they mm-hmm. already faint. Yeah. That's just, that's already crazy. You know, why? Why would you faint? I mean, but it's just, unbelievable they get very overwhelmed by the moment (laughs) by the moment they get overwhelmed by the moment and that's the thing and most of them are very young of course Mm -hmm. and we also have a lot of fans that got really hysterical and screaming and crying and 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 writing notes every day and sending us candy and sending us cuddles and things like that Mm -hmm. but also we had moments when we had to burn Bangkok that people just they had to push everybody out of the way. And one time, a girl fell because she wanted to, she wanted to get to us. And then she fell in the audience, and then she broke her arm. Things like that. My wow. Sometimes it's you know, thank God she was not dead. But I mean, some people, uh, yeah, some people are just. It's only about the, the moment. They get overwhelmed by the moment, but it's not really about the person. It's just the hype that it has been created. Yeah. No, exactly. It's yeah. it's like a machine and then they get wrapped up in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. They just create such a buzz and people get get local and it's like the new iPhone. They yeah. create such a buzz and then people get 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 completely nuts. 
that they're scumming a new iPhone, but yeah. so what? You know, it's just a phone. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I have an iPhone myself. I, I, I like iPhones. It's not thing. But I mean, you know, people just get, the marketing machine gets them so, so uh, local. Yes. That they do, you know, that they become out of their minds. And that's just very <laughs> funny to see. Yeah, and if you had told me 20 years ago that I'd be able to have a computer in my hands with me as a phone everywhere I go, I would never believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but now you have it. Yeah, you know? we have it. Yeah, and it's so so great because your profession is, is pretty amazing. I mean, you have all kind of life stories of everybody. Mm-hmm. You can record them, you can rewrite them, you can you can write them, you can and you can share them, and you know, it's, there's there's nothing more interesting, I think, than to share stories. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if it's a story about a person or, or, or a work or a project or a dog or a cat or whatever, it's very nice that you can share stories. It's an amazing work. You have. That's why I have the technology to have this uh, w- this conversation with you, and then we can play it on the show, which is amazing. <laughs> well, I, I think it's very sweet of you that you invited me. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm glad you've taken the time. I'll just ask a, a couple more questions before we wrap up. Um, yeah. When you were in Two Unlimited, and you said you were there for about three years. Um, yeah. And then you did the DJ Tiesto project. Um, I'm going to play some a clip of that song on the show as well. Um, yeah. Where, where has your music career allowed you to go now besides doing the voiceovers? Are you... St- you're in the recording studio, but are you still making music as well? I am still making music, but it's more, uh, you know, for for the commercial project. So, for okay. example, if they want me to sing something for an animation, or they want me to sing something as a jingle, then I will do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, to perform with DJs, you know, that's just something, it's, it's very lovely, but it's very late. Mm-hmm. And I have a twin now. Uh, a boy and a girl that's 10 years old and Aww. you know it's also yeah so uh, it'd be Faisenza and yeah so it's you know it's, um, it's, it's, it's when you go away and it, because I did it for so many years that I came home and then the birds were singing and it was like you know 6 o'clock in the morning and if you do that for years and years yeah. one time you just go oh my god I just want to go to bed <laughs> you know I have all these beautiful glitter clothes and I, I love to wear them sometimes, mm-hmm. but not every time. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you just want to be in your pajama and you just want to sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you want to get up and get dressed and party. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you And then it's nice. And it's, but if, if it is a must and you have to perform every time, you have to be there, you have to perform at 2 o'clock in the night. Mm-hmm. And you have to have all your glitters and beautiful clothes on, all your makeup on and and you're very tired, then you think, oh my goodness, you know, I just want to go to bed. And mm-hmm. that's the thing, if you do that, if it's if it's a party, then you feel excited and you want to go, but if you have to do it every time and it's a must. Too much. Then, yeah, some, yeah, and you do that for many, many, many years, and at one point you think, you know, mm-hmm. now I can just record and... And have free time, and if I want to sing, I sing, and if I, if, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just, you know, it's also, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of things, and I've done a lot of things, and mm-hmm. you cannot, you cannot, um, yeah, some people can, but, uh, yeah. No, it's, I also it's, like very much the voiceover work, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a nice, it's a nice balance for the li- for your life, you know? I like I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what country yeah, are you? Yeah. What country are you residing in now? I, I'm, I'm now in Spain. Okay. All right. Um, now. Before I was living. Yeah. You now, were in the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I were in the Netherlands, but now I'm in Spain. Beautiful. Now, what are your favorite things about the, the culture? From, I would say, if you're originally from the Netherlands. What's one of the favorite things about the culture there for you and, and the country and the tourism? What what do you like to tell people about who visit your country? Because Holland is, 
is very much promoting people to get into music. There are a lot of very good music schools, conservatories, and very good studies and classes, and people are very into music. There are very a lot of world-famous DJs in Holland, mm. and people are very driven. In Holland, everything is very organized, like in Canada, of course. Yeah. And um, so people are very focused and very eager to, to yeah, it's a very good country to study. Yeah, I can't wait to visit. I have a couple friends there I would I've never met yet, so I would love to visit <laughs> one day. One day, it's not it's not a very big country. It's of course very small. Yes, and um, but it, it's very stru- structured. Yeah, it's very structured. So it's it's really a working climate there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have countries where you come to relax and to party, party. But Holland's very really there if you, if you receive an email and you got one back within five minutes you know if you if you if you have a, a gig everything is organized mm. wow so that's very good yeah people are yeah. working hard people are working hard yeah and they're very motivated so that's good you know mm-hmm. yeah so to wrap things up i want to ask you romy a question i ask everybody um who who is on the show um, when you think back to the 1990s, the whole decade, are, is there a food or a clothing item, even a toy, that makes you nostalgic for that decade? You had the flare pants at that time, right? The flare pants. Ooh, yes. And, <laughs> that was very funny, I thought. And and then uh, it was it, it was a nice free area, free time, a very. Uh, liberated time. Everybody was dancing with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody's welcome. So I think it's a very, it was a very fun time and a very happy time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I had, yeah, I had an amazing time. And that's gay. Yeah, gay or not gay, colored or not colored, everybody's welcome. And the nineties are very open and liberated. It's like the sixties a little bit. It was probably a bit more open in Europe, I bet, than it was over here. Canada, yeah, but I know the U.S. has always been kind of more like uh, conservative. Yeah. At least, at least it was then. But I think it, the '90s, a lot of change happened that made everything more open in in this yes. uh, yeah. continent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but um. I like very much that everybody can be themselves, and that's very nice. That's mm-hmm. very nice also. Um, so you cannot be anybody else but yourself because you that's are right. yourself. So who can you be? That's right. You can be that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You can only be yourself. And yeah. it's, it's so true, and it's so nice that you know everybody is. Here we are, thirty years later, and everyone feels more free. And that's it's. It was a good place starting in the nineties. Yes. Yes, it, it was. It was. Absolutely. Well, I'm really thankful that you took yeah. the time to talk to me. Thank you so much, Naomi. Thank you big for hug. your time. Good luck. Yeah, good luck for you with your show. Thank you. Big big hug to you, too, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. The same to you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again. Take care. There are moments in life we cannot explain. Life seems to be perfect. I know it sounds insane. Moments for all time stand still for a while. It seems to be endless till comes the thought why. If you won't get closer and you go away, life is nothing to can feel me. I feel this way sometimes. You go forever. Nothing will remain It's not easy to survive I'm searching my eyes Don't break my heart Don't hurt my soul When you go, you'll break heart again So in love with me If you fall further Run away just to leave me with myself.
Conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network and happily powered by ATB. We are a bi-weekly podcast that aims to discuss selected conspiracy theories, alternative accounts, legends, myths, and more without coloring the topic with our conversation until the very end of the episode. We also feature beer reviews, lame jokes, bad puns, far too many 80s movies references, geek culture, and general nerdery. Our real aim is for fun, inclusive content that doesn't take itself too seriously. You don't have to be blisteringly paranoid of mind control to enjoy a chin wag with your old pals, Greg, Charlie, Andrew, the Irish Madman, and our podcast puppies, Kylo and Ren. It's a Conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Coming this fall, the most anticipated action adventure epic of the year. A story of one man's struggle to save mankind from extermination and his quest to capture the heart of the woman he loves. If he is to succeed, he will need intelligence, strength, courage. You, on the other hand, will need a PlayStation and lots and lots of free time. Final Fantasy VIII, coming to a home theater near you. PlayStation. Welcome to the Billboard Year End Hot 100 Singles of 1993 with my friend James P. White and me, Naomi. We're going to go through the top 10 of that year and then we're going to pick which songs were our favorites. Let's start with number 10, Snow Informer. I can't believe that got so high on the American charts, but it did. But it's it stands out though. It does. It was another one of those white rappers from Canada. Oh, wait, we've only had one big one, but <laughs> yeah, um, it did stand out because it, it was it was different because of like him singing the way he sang it and or rapped it, you know. And it was a song that was written about him being incarcerated, right? But, was, but, like, it, it, but but the thing is though, with with a big song is people have to remember it and not when people remember mm-hmm. even 20 years later people remember that song at the time you don't know what's going to happen for no. the 20 years down the road but it did uh it did fairly stand the test of time it's even been redone covered by a new hip-hop group and then snow made a guest appearance on it um as well I think the whole point of that song was that it was calling out the person who 
who sent him to jail. The informer. Yeah. So he was so badass. <laughs> All right, number nine. Rex in effect, rump shaker. Do you remember this one, Jimmy? No. Here, I'll play you a little clip. I can't even say for sure if you would remember this one, even when you hear it. But we'll get to it here. See, you might have heard it in the DJ days. Baby check, baby one, two, three. Check, baby check, baby one, two. Check, baby check, baby one. It's going on, sicker. The beach is like sweeter than candy. I'm feeling manly and your sick is coming in handy. Slide on my clip, but they cross. Got a surprise, that's a bad bone. Here we go. Never heard that one? No. Rump Shaker, Rex in effect. One hit wonder. I don't know much to say about that, but it was a fun one to dance to. I get that. But uh wasn't like super unique or anything, but it was fun. <laughs> Number eight, Mariah Carey, Dream Lover. By the time we got to Dream Lover, I think she was on her third album. Yep. Okay. It yeah. was the lead single from her third studio album, Music Box, in 1993. Dream Lover, another huge hit. Another, she was, everything she was putting out at back then was turning to gold. Like she probably, oh, yeah. honestly, I think it's possible that to this day, she still might be the female artist with the most number one hit singles. Really? Of all time. Oh, it was very likely. It, it's, but it makes sense though, because she has a very focused voice. She's an amazing singer, mm -hmm. and she can carry a tune. Like She's that. untouchable, darling. She can carry a tune, and she's pretty fun. I love her diva reputation that she has because she just plays into it. When you've, if you actually like look at Mariah Carey, she had a reality show called Mariah's World for a while. And she's actually really funny and kind. So I think she gets rep as a diva, but she just runs with it and plays with it because why not? Oh, yeah. Throwing why not? shade and, <laughs> but she's actually amazing. I love her. Um, number seven, the group Shy with the song, If I Ever Fall in Love. Is it ringing any bells for you? The the title rings bells. The very first time that I saw your I brown eyes, you no, this said hello in the sound. I don't know if there's even music in this song, if it's all a cappella. I don't know this song. I don't really have a reaction to it. Straight up a cappella tune. I've seen other R&B groups and other like vocal groups cover it. Like Backstreet Boys has covered that early in their career, at least at appearances and shows and stuff. But it's a classic, like a uh, musicless song. It's beautiful. And it made it all the way to, like I said, number seven. I don't know, you might not know the, because I'm like I said, you're a rock guy, right? So, but but also, you might have so so getting into this era, I was very much Christian rock by this point. In 1993. But, yes. Mm -hmm. So, but but the thing is, though, is like in every year that we've played so far, mm. I know songs even now that maybe I didn't listen to back then. Yeah. That I know now. Yep. That that you hear like listening to podcasts or 
being on radio like being I am. on radio that's the thing being on radio now you've always worked in rock stations though so you probably didn't get a lot of that r&b stuff no hmm. which makes sense and i would tell you now that there's going to be a couple r&b tracks coming up um this next one is number six is a group called swv that stands for sisters with voices and the song is called weak i'll play you a little clip of it chorus really love the way that the lyrics kind of intertwine like yeah. it's not even it's not even total harmony it's it's like intertwined like they they're all in their they're doing their parts like they're doing their part and like it's like wove together i actually really like that one it's a beautiful song uh swv was a really popular uh female at r and b group um oh they did a song called Right Here, and it sampled Michael Jackson's Human Nature, which was really nice too. Those are the two songs I think that were, mo at least from being in Canada and, and seeing the charts here, those two were very popular in the R&B world. So SWV is amazing. What, and, what was uh, the name of that song again? It's called Weak. Weak, yeah. They were originally formed as a gospel group in 1988. But they were one of the most successful R&B groups of the 90s. SWV. Now we're moving on to number five, top 100 of 1993 with the group Silk. Now, Dope Nostalgia, we just did an episode recently um, with the dirtiest lyrics <laughs> of, of the 90s. And this song was mentioned. This is Silk's song called Freak Me. Let me show you this nasty chorus. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, I think the chorus is right at the beginning. naughty <laughs> it's very naughty it's a very naughty tune hence why we talked about it <laughs> it was one of our listener suggestions actually which was really cool but um silk i don't know much else about silk except that song they might have been uh in they possibly were in the one hit wonder category people can correct me if i'm wrong and i don't know what the hell i'm talking about but uh the song number four on the list is one of my favorite artists, another R&B artist that you know too, though. Everyone knows Miss Janet. Janet Jackson, That's the Way Love Goes. The lead-off single from her album, Janet. Okay, pl play a clip, just because just I need the chills. <laughs> okay. It's such a smooth, romantic, laid-back, hot song. Um, but she's so good at the smooth. Very good at it. It's such a good song. What a nice vibe, hey? Oh, Isn't it good? Totally. Do you know what song kind of sounds like that too from the same era was uh, Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. 
Oh, that song will never get old, especially in the summer. I put it on every summer playlist. Oh, but, it's... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> oh, it's... It's on my playlist at the bar. Summertime? Oh, yeah. Nice! Oh, it's such a classic. Not to take away from the Janet Jackson song, which we were talking about. Um, like I said, it came out in the album Janet, which was the first album that was released after her big, huge smash, Rhythm Nation 1814. That is the album that made her household name. And then when Janet came out, she kind of shed her good girl image and is a very sexy, sensual album. Lots of dirty lyrics. A um, little shocking for some people, but that was the lead off single. It wasn't nearly as dirty as some of the other songs on the album. <laughs> oh, no. But were you a Janet fan? Uh, her songs fan. Mm -hmm. Oh, the big Janet fan. Still am. I'm glad I got to see her live. It was uh, not that long ago, actually. The last time she was in Edmonton, I think, was like five years ago, six years ago. Bro 10, man. It was so cool to see a legend, a living legend. But well-deserved uh, placement on that chart. Number three, this is a cool cover. Do you remember UB40? I, I may have heard of him. UB40 put out this cover of a classic song called Can't Help Falling in Love that Elvis had made famous. Did you ever hear the UB40 version of Can't Help Falling in Love? No. Can't say it, I have. It was so ridiculously big that year. That's why it's number three on the chart. It was so freaking big. Now, this is a group that's known for their biggest hit actually being Red Red Wine. Oh, yeah. 100%. From the 80s. But then when they put out this one, here, let me give you a little taste of it. Let's get into the meat of it. No, no, you had me at that. Here's where it gets funky. vocal hey but but the funny thing is is i could be wrong but he has a very like a very vocal touch to um stevie wonder like if you if like if you actually listen to the way that he sings the way that he does he does have a bit of stevie in him he's probably influenced a bit by stevie then Cause if you I'm not hearing it the way you're hearing it, but I can see where you're going with that. Cause he's he's got the the range and but the transition in the range. So there's something in that vocal that reminds you of Stevie. Yes. He's I would say nowhere near the singer that Stevie Wonder is, but uh no, no, no but, but you're but saying he, yeah, there's hints of he's there's a hint. Like, he's not okay. a Stevie. No. Not by any stretch. But I can see what you're going for there, for sure. There's that bit of an influence and a little bit of that sound maybe in his tone. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was ridiculous how big that single got. It was it was overplayed. Let me tell you. <laughs> Ooh, number two. 1993's uh, top 100 was Tag Team with the song whoop there it is <laughs> i don't think i need to play that for you no you don't need to play that one <laughs> tag team back again check the record let's begin i don't even know if that's what it says but it's what it sounds like uh, so back when i worked with the uh with the the little person basketball team mm -hmm. that that was one of our songs that we used to warm up to 
When you guys but do warm that up, was, you like that was back. But that was like when we did when we warmed up to that song. It was like early early two thousands. But it still was. It got the whole crowd pumped up and it's such you, a like what do they call it? It's it? a pump like up a, tune. It's a jock pump jams. Up. It's like jock jams. Yes. <laughs> Warm up the crowd. Shaka laka, shaka laka, shaka laka. Boom. Yes. That was fantastic too. Number one of 1993 is not going to be a surprise to you at all. In fact, this is probably one of the biggest singles of all time. It was written by Dolly Parton. Do you know where I'm going with this? I know exactly where you're going with this. From is the movie soundtrack to The Bodyguard. It was Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, which was number one on the chart for about 16 zillion years or days. It was a huge, huge, huge hit. There's not really anything that can be said about that. And what she did to that song was spectacular. Um, and, and Dolly is a big fan of she She touched that song and made it her own too, right? Yeah. Plus that got bank for Dolly Parton. Holy shit. Like she must have made, wonder how much of Dolly's income, considering she has a massive career of her own, how much of that is from that song? Uh, I, th- I think that song, how big it was, but how many hits she's had and like a duet she's done. And it's, I, I, I say in her, I say about I'm gonna 10%. go. I'm gonna say ten percent. You're gonna say. Um, I definitely would think that there's millions of dollars involved with that song that she may have made as the songwriter, uh, and, I, and she's the only songwriter, from what I understand. So that's profit but, not split. But, the, but but with uh, her doing the song with uh, Kenny Islands in the Stream. Oh, she did tons of songs with Kenny. But but that one by itself. I'm pretty sure. Big. Fact-checking charity. (laughs) Check this shit out. Fact-checking. Fact-checking charity. Here's what I found out. In the 90s alone, Dolly Parton made $10 million US from the song I Will Always Love You. And those earnings have only grown through the decades. Currently, every time a song she wrote is played, she earns approximately eight cents US and two dollars for every album sold. Big money. Um, another thing I'd say about that. Um, oh shit! What was I gonna say? Dolly Parton definitely has money, and I'm gonna say it had a lot to do with that song because Dolly Parton's one of the lead lead people who actually helped fund the research for the Moderna vaccine. Oh, I know. Like she put, uh, I don't know, at least a million into the research, right? Yeah. Something like that. So Dolly Parton's doing all right. I'm sure that this song has a lot to do with it. And it's such a sad fucking thing that Whitney Houston isn't on earth anymore. But uh, man, a lot of the good ones have gone. (laughs) Now, when you look at this list, top 10 of 1993, what would you pick for your favorite, James? There's a lot of RP on this history, on this list, right? Like all I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to go with the the actual number one. I'll always love you. Don't be sorry. It's a wonderful choice. But it's a lot of people such, would agree with like, you. It's such a powerful song, like especially done by Whitney, mm-hmm. and and coinciding with the soundtrack and the way that it's was done that way like like i watched that part in the movie where she sings that song it it brings the one lonely tear yeah only one yeah the amount of emotion she's singing with in that whole thing moves people people remember every single run she made vocally like it's just it's, the song was perfect perfected by her um 
I'd like to point out though, I think she performed it at the Oscars to open the Oscars and her voice cracked and it was the greatest thing ever because it made Whitney human. <laughs> but that's always good. Yeah, it, it humanized her. Because you can't edit live. Well, they definitely didn't for that. No. But it's okay but, if she makes a, a crack. We're only human. We can't be perfect. Like, we're going to make vocal mistakes. No, oh, I'm always perfect, but you know. Except you. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Mr. Perfect. Because I don't sing. <laughs> My number one from this list, I'm going with Janet Jackson. That's the way love goes. Janet was just like a big part of my my discovery of the music I love. And when that album came out, I was crazy for it. So I'm going with Janet Jackson. And it's such a smooth, laid back tune. Feels good. It still sounds good. The sound to me is not dated. Um, just a totally enjoyable tune. Groove along to that anytime. Road trip at the pub, wherever you name it. So there you go, folks. That is the Hot 100 of 1993. Cut it out. <laughs> we, we did a lot. That was a lot. Fast as hot can be, never catch me. <laughs> Unless you follow us on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope. Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. Visit our website at www.com dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785 and cut it out. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.